evening and welcome to Strange Movies with Kevin and Greg. I'm Kevin and I'm Miff. Hello, I'm Greg. And tonight we are going to be talking about the 1995 video game adaptation classic Mortal Kombat. Yes, yes we are. We're going to talk about a little bit about experience with the games first and then get into the film. So, Greg... When was the first time you saw Mortal Kombat? The game, or...? Yes, uh, the game. Right, so, I was thinking about this. So, yeah, I, um... So, yes, Mortal Kombat. I have... A long history of Mortal Kombat. So when uh, Mortal Kombat came out in Britain, I believe I was 12. So way younger than who they were looking for to play it. But it was one of those things, one of the games that everybody, everybody was, who was, everybody was playing it. Mum, I think, was still working in Blockbuster Video at the time. Um, I think she was, yeah. Yeah. And so I was able to rent the game rather than buy it so i got to rent it out for me and i can remember buying games master magazine and it had the the codes where you could put the the codes in to get the fatalities so you know when you got to the pit and you had two flawless victories and then you get the yeah good times um and then you just get something i mean Looking back now, it's actually quite comical, but at the time, it was it was ridiculous. The amount of heat it was getting, the amount of... It's controversy. Uh, I'm trying... I'm, I'm so kind of out of touch with modern video games. I can't even think of... Uh, and, and nothing comes near to the controversy the first more combat caused. No, I, I, think that's, I think that's true. I think that remains... I mean, like, um, I mean, it caused America to pass a law. Yeah, that's true. The game itself was fine. I um, I always loved playing as Scorpion, purely for the... Oh, um, yeah, everyone likes that. Yeah. But also, um, I really like playing as Johnny Cage, uh, and I suppose over the next couple of episodes, because we're going to be reviewing MK21 um, shortly. But... Um, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but Johnny Cage was just just cool as anything. Um, just a quick tidbit before we get into your thoughts about it. Did you know that Johnny Cage was based on Van Damme? I I, I have known that, yes. And did you know uh, that Van Damme actually turned down the role of Johnny Cage in the movie mm-hmm. to play the role of Street Fighter? I know. I and the video game actually started off as an adaptation of the Van Damme Bloodsport. Yeah. Weird. How these things go? Yeah. I know. I know. Um, but very intertwined. As kind of suppose now, how how you look back at a time, it was like how people look at the football games, like so FIFA and Pro Evolution Soccer. You're either or a Nintendo or a Sega guy. You're a Mortal Kombat or a Street Fighter guy. There seemed to be very very different audiences, but 
I was one of these ones, not like me to sit in the fence, but I was one of these ones who enjoyed both. I enjoyed. As did I. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Street Fighter um, for the 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 kind of side games where you're beating up a car, and um, I don't know, so there was something that was just so bright and vibrant about Street Fighter when it came out. But again, at the time, Street Fighter was predominantly a SNES game. Uh, it was the Super Nintendo. Whereas Mortal Kombat was released on the Mega Drive. Now, I had a Mega Drive. You eventually had a Super Nintendo, but not at this point, because you were like three yeah. or something. Uh, mm. But at the time, so I was I was Sega. So Mortal Kombat coming out was kind of really exciting for me because mm. it was something I could play without having to go to a friend's house. I, I mean, the first, I remember the first time I played it was at a cousin's house. And, the, and I didn't know about, you know, the fatalities of that. And I just thought, now, this is a bit odd. I don't see what a big deal is, so you know, just left it. And then on the Street Fighter, which I felt was a better game at the time. I think I think at the time as well, like what I've got to remember is at the time, if you, looking back, probably time has been kind of Street Fighter because Street Fighter still looks amazing. Street mm-hmm. Fighter 2 still looks amazing. Um, Mortal Kombat at the time was groundbreaking because it was using real people and the motion capture kind of idea. But obviously, that's evolving. It's so much better now. And maybe looking back, it looks a bit clunky and it looks a bit shit. But mm. at the time, do you know what I mean? It was, it yeah, was, it's like, you're, you're playing as a real person. This is a real actor. Who, yeah. and I, I always remember as well in Games Master Magazine, they had that, like a, a section on who played who and things like that. And I was like, oh, you never heard of it. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it was a, such a big deal back then. and It's still a big deal now. Like, you know, because... I mean, again, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but you've seen the buzz when people were finally going to make a, a remake of this. And do you know what? At the time, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, so it's about all over the place. But when we went, like, when we said we were going to do this movie first before doing the new one, I was like, oh. Um, but I'll be honest, and let's say we'll, we'll, we'll get into it deeper, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, going back and watching it. It was actually pretty decent film at the time i think street fighter again street fighter is a cult classic now you know it's a kind of we should probably review yeah. that at some point um and we will but um i don't know the mortal Kombat. i don't think mortal Kombat was a success that people had expected it would be when it hit the theaters um and was that lack of i mean no offense mm-hmm. to christopher lambert who obviously highlander um mm-hmm. was a huge start at the time but do you know there wasn't a a unit shifter and and the te- like ninety this came out in ninety five. Do you know what I, mean? I think in ninety five John Kerry was the biggest star in the world. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, so where you get to stick him in Mortal Kombat? Do you know what I mean? There was there, there wasn't maybe if they got Van Damme it'd been different. Yeah, but, maybe. Uh, who, who knows? Anyway, so I'm 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 kind of all over the place with this because I've got like loads of things to say. Yeah. About it. Um, what's your first? recollection of the movie again because I'm just thinking back when the movie came out you'd have been six seven maybe I I remember being a reen and I just at my cousin's house and I saw some bits of it mostly the CGI and I thought oh that looks pish and just went on my day but what's I get what's this and I thought oh this was bad and I thought it would be and I was a dumb kid I mean, there's, there's so much that we're going to dig into with this, but um, just at the time when it came out, I was 
I was 15, possibly. Possibly the time, because I, I don't think I went to the cinema to see it. I think this was one that I rented. Um, and at the time, I was 15 turning 16, so I was trying to be cool, you know. And the films I was watching at that time were like Chainspot and Pulp Fiction. Films are still in like my top 10. And the appeal of a movie based on a video game maybe wasn't that high for me. So maybe, maybe surround like surrounding myself, you know, like you're trying to be more adult than you were. Like, well, than just, just, I think when you look at the violence that was in this 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 film, the Mortal Kombat film, compare it to the violence that was in the game, mm-hmm. and then compare it to a film like Reservoir Dogs, which has got a man getting his ear fucking cut off. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, if you if you were going and looking for that level of gore, you weren't going to get it. Uh yeah, I mean. And it was not going to be a splatter film, you know? No, and do you know what? I mean, going back and looking at it now, I don't think it had to be. I don't think it needed to be. Yep, so, um, any, any other opening thoughts you want to... Yeah, I mean, I've been a big fan of video games for a good while. I mean, I've played most of them, even when I have once. And, yeah, I've enjoyed them. So, yeah, let's just uh, jump into film. Okay. Would you say that was the end of round one? Yes. Okay. Round two. Sorry, carry on. Oh, I was waiting for the one to say fight. Oh, okay, this is a huge soundboard that I've downloaded. Give me a second. Oh, we could go back to round one. Round one. Fight. That was passion. Um, so today we are going to be reviewing. Um, and when you talk about. This is going to get annoying quick, isn't it? Yes. Okay. I don't think we get any on sour. Um, I'll walk into... Okay, right. So let's let's dig it, dive into the movie. You want to take the lead? Aye, aye. I mean, the basic plot is uh, Thunder God Raiden as the crude three people, Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade and Luke Hang, to go to an island in a mystical realm to compete in a fighting tournament to save the Earth from an interdimensional invasion by demons and monsters. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, if I focused heavily on the the, the human characters, if you like the uh, Luke Kang, Sonya Blade, and you say Johnny Cage, it's one of these ones where I think I had to um, I had to have that grounding. Because some of the some of the shit that goes down there is just is, is unreal. So basically, um, it's following the it's going a bit of pre-story of the game, and then basically yeah, going mean, going into the 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 backstories and and developing these stories like that. Yeah, it flushes out the story of the game a bit more, which was basically just uh, enter the dragon with uh, you know monsters and wizards. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, suppose for anybody that's not seen Mortal Kombat or is familiar with it, um, some of the characters are, are, are nuts in this. So you've got um, Johnny Cage is, a, is an actor, a Hollywood star. Sonya Blade's an FBI agent. And then you have, you've got Scorpion and Sub-Zero who've got their own kind of story going on. One of the, the things as well, and you know, I never really rated him as a character in the, the game, but Kano, and again, we'll come on to him later in, in other reviews, always found him to be a bit dull in this but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll come back to uh because i'll be honest i think he stole the show in mortal kombat 21 but um going back to this 
So, look at good action scenes, look at good fights. I mean, I because they, they they went and hired like as many martial artists as they could possibly get. I mean, at the time, I think this was like the, the highest amount of any professional martial artists to work on an American film. Really? Yes. Wonder what the union said about that. I don't know. Good answer. Um, so, just some of the, the, the kind of tidbits about this. Did you know that Spielberg was meant to appear in the film? I heard that, yeah. He's apparently a massive uh, fan of the games. and He's a huge fan, and apparently they had scheduled him to be the director who fell out with Johnny Cage at the start of the movie. But a scheduling conflict on that. That'd be pretty cool. Steven Spielberg directing a Kung Fu movie. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think as Good well. Steven. Uh, if you're listening, um, we're a big fan. Yeah. So, loads of crazy characters. In it, um, and what I was kind of dreading seeing again was Goro, which is one of the, like, the big bads. Aye. Do I describe Goro about his kind of story? He is a gigantic four-armed monster prince who just enjoys mashing people into paste. Funny, actually, because... We've actually got a prince who loves mashing people, but that's that's probably for the courts to decide. <laughs> but yeah, looking back, I was dreading, but it actually doesn't look too bad. The CGI is not... It's, it's not... The CGI is worse in the spectacle effects. I mean, Goro is... You can tell, yeah, at times it's a puppet, but and a guy in a suit, but it's like... But that's what I like about it, because like, it's something that's actually there for the actors to interact with, and... Yeah, sorry, I, said, I said CGI, sorry. Um, it, it wasn't as, as, as horrific as I thought it was going to be. I was like going back and watching Jason and the Argonauts and thinking, my God. I mean, the actor who played him in the puppet, uh, Tom Woodruff Jr., said it was like the heaviest suit he's ever had to wear for these things. So let's talk a bit about the reaction and things to the movie. Like, I, th- I, th- I think, unfairly, this movie gets paired with the Street Fighter film. Pretty much, well, maybe maybe not unfairly because the games are kind of synonymous with each other, but the movies, I feel, are night and day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people consider this to be the first good video game movie, and, you know, it's, it, you can see why, you know? Yeah, but I think, I think the reaction has got kinder as times went on, because yeah. my, I mean, I could be wrong here, but my initial reaction was when it came out that it was dubbed a bit of a flop. I don't think it was. I think it made someone like... Um... A, like a lot of money, like a, 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 I have to look it up, this is like five times its budget back, I think it made back. Yeah, but I mean, like a box office success, but maybe not a critical. I know you're not going to get Gladiator, you're not, you're not, getting, a, you're not getting a theatrical uh, success, you're not getting a, a cinematic uh, triumph. I don't know, just just my memory of the time as well, as like, it being, and again, it could have been the time, it could have been movies were moved. Do you know what I mean? That was, that was a kind of, transitional period think i mean you think about it now the batman films that came out and had went from burton's really dark and like moody michael keaton batman and then we were getting to the kind of joel schumacher stage of batman where like bat nipples and things like that and people will start to kind of tire of the fan fantastical i suppose and like let's say things like like train spotting and pulp fiction you know it was like it was it was a donny tarantino and I wonder if it was just maybe released at the, the wrong time. I don't know, because I definitely think, uh, I'm, I'm just looking here, so this has gone with the US box office, and the top 10 films are, I mean, well, have you got them, um, Batman Forever in there, but it's Mortal Kombat, actually, here we go, made $23,283,887. Yeah, 
and it beat Street Fighter's record for the highest debut of a video game adaption. But if you're looking at the the other films that are like around about there's yeah, there's a couple. There's like Ace Ventura and Nature Calls, right? But the other films that are kinda of number one during this period are Goldeneye. I mean Bonds Bonds always get a you know, be you know, but like it's a lot darker things like Seven, um, Pulp Fiction have been at the year before, Train Spot and have been at the year before. So I think looking at this, Crimson Tide was out, Legends of the Fall. So I think maybe what the public were looking for wasn't exactly that kind of that kind of I, I, I don't want to, fantasy film. I don't want to put it in a superhero kind of, but you like adaptations, you know. What I mean? And if you look as well, the kind of the fantasy movies of you like at the time, Jurassic was just two two years away from the original Jurassic Park being released, and people had never seen anything like that before. You know what I mean? So with these movies coming, you really had to go big or go home. And I think the film did go, you know, big. Yeah, you know, a lot of good stuff in it. You know, like the value on the film was there. You, you saw oh, yeah, it in the set design and all that. I mean, it looked like I mean the set design in that film was like I was impressed by it because set design in movies nowadays is just not so good anymore. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely selling it short, but what I'm just saying is I don't think maybe at the time people appreciated it for what it was. You know what I mean? In comparison to maybe some of the other films that were out there. Maybe I'm just being. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. I, I just think people were looking for either like multi multi million dollar dinosaurs or Mel Gibson riding about a horse pretending to be Scottish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I definitely think looking back at the film, it's my affection for it has grown with age. And maybe I'm just speaking about myself here. Maybe I didn't appreciate it at the time. Maybe I was too busy trying to be cool. Rocking about rocking about my Bon Jovi fucking t shirts on. I remember those t shirts. I'm surprised they never got handed down to you. Yeah, I I going back I, I enjoyed this. I, I I think it was like an hour and an hour and thirty five minutes. And you know you, you know how I feel about movies. That's mm. a perfect runtime. I no, it's like it's not too long, not too short, but you know, like yeah. I mean it's enough to tell a story. Yeah. I mean I feel the same way about this movie I feel about the first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. It's got like a, a certain like a, it's got like a charm to it that's hard to put in the words. You just have, you see it, you know it. Yeah, no, no I, I get that. I get that. I think if if you're looking at the way movies are done now, there could have been a whole franchise with this. They could have done each main character getting their individual kind of movie and how they became chosen to be in the fight, you know, and then they could yeah. uh, it could have led to a big Avengers Assemble moment at the, the actual tournament. Yeah, but then that annihilation just destroyed that, didn't it? It's, um, yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, if it had been done in 95, it would have been getting done now. But, um... I don't know, I, th- I think, well, the film length itself was perfect, there was obviously more you could tell. Each, mm-hmm. each You could go deeper into everyone's stories. How did, how, and again, we'll come on to the newer film later. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised going back and watching this. Aye, I mean, it is a, it's a good movie. Uh, I would recommend it for anyone. It's just a good Saturday night pizza movie. That's like, I don't think you have to be... If you're familiar with the games, it's great because you get the Easter eggs, like the, the whole reptile thing and uh, and that. But I think you could probably just sit and watch it, and having never played the game before, and probably still get a, a good night's entertainment in it. I might give it the Gale test, sit and let her watch it and see. But nah, we just didn't fight him because of the questions that she'll have. Um, but yeah, I think. This don't do if you're tired, you want to. I was going to say something, but I'm just going to keep a dignified silence. Uh, <laughs> too much in this way, they're to get cancelled now. So, 
the film itself uh, just uh, uh, pleasantly surprising. I, like I said, I'd recommend everybody who's not seen it to go watch it, um, or anybody who's maybe a fan but hasn't seen the second one yet. Sorry, the second one, the, re- the reboot. Go and watch this one first. I'll tell you what did annoy me though. Right. Christopher Lambert's wee chuckle. <laughs> it's like you're meant to be Lord Raiden, no dick dastardly. Yeah. So apparently, Sir Sean Connery was considered for the role as well. Who the fuck was Sean Connery going to play Goro? No, Raiden. I'm going to make it pish down. Thunderbolts and lightning, you bastard. Is there any woman kicking about that I can slap? I'm just, del- I'm just delivering your milk. It's pishing down. Sorry, Sean, we miss you. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's the first time Sean, Sean Connery's ever sounded Welsh. But yeah, no, this was this is a this is a good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, so you want to talk about some of the trivia then about the film? Go for it. Okay, this was the film has the distinction of having the first EDM album to go platinum. EDM and is electronic dance music. I know that. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Yep, and is and holds the Guinness World Record of most successful video game spin-off soundtrack. Wow! And this is not a bit odd trivia. This is going to take a while because it's going to take a wee bit of talking about annihilation and the person behind all that. Uh, producer like Hasanoff. I know well. Yeah. He, when he got he got the film off the ground and that and. During this time, he also tried, he also made, tried his hand at making a cartoon, a directed video, animated movie, a live action TV show, and a live tour based on Mortal Kombat. Live tour? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. It was, and all of those were bad. Oh, they could have done that. I could have been like the running man. They could have just got like criminals and things like that and just had them impaled. <laughs> yeah, maybe in middle of Europe. And he's been. He's been an old bag or something like And apparently for the last several years, he's been trying to get a epic sci-fi adventure trilogy off the ground based on Tetris. Okay. Yeah, you, you don't have to process that information, do you? I, I had... You could have given me a million guesses what you were going to say there, and I would never have guessed that. Yeah, because... Tetris has no story whatsoever. I mean, how the hell do you make a film based on it, let alone a trilogy? I once saw a film about trying to put a square ho- square peg through a round hole. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Tetris, but a cross with two girls, one cup. Okay, then. Moving on. I mean, so he, try- so he did the... Try to get a ni- he made Annihilation, which was bloody awful because they overstuffed the film with characters from... More come at two, three, and four. I had a first time director, and they felt were filming all over the world and were constantly changing the script and making things up as they went along. Sounds like WWE these days. Yeah, and cutting stuff out. And the film was rushed out because apparently a lot of the CGI effects were unfinished. Because, you know, seeing how bad they were, they were unfinished. So I think thing we've got to mention though is about Annihilation. That's actually looked back on more fondly than this film. And I think oh, that's I think more people talk about Annihilation more because this because of how absolute dog shit it is. Fair enough. I mean it is just ugh. I've never seen it. I tried watching it once and this 
gave up because it was just like a confusing mess of this like oh who's this guy now that guy's gone who's this guy oh what's going on giant hamster balls what i don't know it's a terrible movie and it's just it gave me a headache yeah i get that sorry anyway yeah carry on apparently at some point he tried to sue midway games the owners of mortal kombat after they went bankrupt and were bought by warner Bros. and kazanoff decided he would sue warner Bros. saying that he owned Mortal Kombat. That's get turned it well. Yeah, he lost it. Of course he did. But somehow still managed to end up again an executive producer role on the reboot. Wow. Yeah. Hollywood is a crazy place. Certainly is. I'd imagine it'd be a bit like Paul Beth. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Both nicer cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. So what else you got? Okay. Originally, right, Kano in the game was Asian American, but in the film actor Trevor Goddard tried to play the character with a Cockney accent and this made it, made people think he was Australian and people liked that so much it became his default ethnicity from then on. Ethnicity. I feel his pain. That happens a lot to me when I try and do accents. I know. It's... Let's move on. UK version had a lot of scenes taken out of uh, Nunchucks. Again, Turtles movie. I know. Like, Nunchucks are... Here's the thing of that, right? Nunchucks aren't as dangerous as swords. I know you can have a big massive of blade, but you can't have like two bits of stick with a chain in the middle. Yeah, what's going to happen there if some kid makes a pair of nunchucks? He's going to hit himself in the face, part, cry, and everyone has a wee laugh at him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. A sword, someone messes around with that. Oh no, he lost his hand. Exactly. Like, just, I mean, I don't understand the best senses. Hatred of nunchucks because I mean they're the last dangerous weapon you know you can better than swords and that. Yeah. Anyway, let's we'll have a separate podcast about Kevin's love of nunchucks. Yeah, cool. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kevin Diaz was originally cast as Sonya Blade. No. Yeah, but she had to drop out due to a uh, wrist injury. She got doing training and was replaced by Bridget Wilson. Yeah, I she had through training a wrist injury. Ha. <laughs> No, 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 it was. Yeah, it was a training injury. Of course it was. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these, uh, of the actors in this, uh, they, they did try to do their own stunts as well, so, you know, good for them on that. Yeah, man. Great. I mean, honestly, like, stunt work is dangerous, and it's, you know, any actor who's willing to do their own stunts is like, you know, get on them. Yeah, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Tom Cruise also insists on ladies being quiet during labour. Well, we're not here to talk about his religious beliefs. So, yeah, you got any trivia? I, I told you my trivia that uh, Van Damme was uh, meant to be in it and Steve Spielberg was meant to be in it. That's uh, all I have. Right, um, yeah. Okay, the fight between Luke Kang and Reptile, right, at the, uh, towards the end of the film? Huh? That was added later due to a test audience saying that they uh, they needed more fight scenes. And uh, that's why they, and they also extended the uh, Scorpion-Johnny Cage fight as well for that, because of that as well. Oh. There was something I read, actually, <clears throat> when I was looking back for this, and now that I remember. Johnny Cage is the only one of the good guys to get a flawless victory in the movie. Yep, that is true. So, yeah. Um, so, let's let's get ready to okay, wrap this this episode up. Um, how many finish hymns out of five would you give this? Five. Five, really? Yeah. Wow. 
I mean, I was imp- I, I, I enjoyed the film. I was impressed with it. I feel it's a genuinely good movie for what it is, you know? It's- no, no, I agree. I agree. I give it a four um, just because I don't think it's quite worthy of five in my eyes, but that's pretty cool that you uh, enjoyed it so much. So let us know what you think. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing let us know what you think. None of these are going to apply to your Twitter feeds anyway. So um, I don't care what you thought. I'm like, only kidding. Um, let us know. Go on, let us know. Drop us a tweet at strange underscore movies um would love to hear what you guys think about this what do you think about computer game movies in general would be good before the inevitable sonic review um at some point oh boy yeah i know but what we're gonna do is we're gonna end this one here and then we're gonna be back in a couple of weeks time and we are going to be looking at the reboot from earlier this year um which is probably the most up-to-date review we've done so i think it's available to uh, stream now if you've not seen it. Definitely worth a watch, but we're getting a special guest on for that. My mate Scotty has, I think he's recently been deported to Thailand or something, so we're waiting for him to get extradited back in. And he's going to come on and talk with us about it because he had a lot to say about this movie. Uh, and as you know, Kev, Scotty's um, quite shy and not opinionated at all. I love that. You- Opposite day. <laughs> You're keeping a dignified silence, so it'll be nice to you. Um, yeah. I-, I said opposite day. Opposite day, yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah, let us know what you think. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with MK21. Are you getting anything else you want to say, Kev? Uh, Good night, folks, and stay safe. That was the reviews for this episode. All right, folks, see you later. <laughs> Take care. Bye. <laughs>